Good morning and welcome to Rich Answers, a public affairs program brought to you by Light 100.5 WRCH and the Conference of Churches. I'm Reverend Dr. Shelley Best and I'd like to welcome you to an hour of conversation and inspiration with transformational leaders in and about Greater Hartford. Welcome to Rich Answers. My name is Reverend Lydell Brown and I will be your host today. Today we are so blessed and pleased to have as our guest, uh, Bissan Yearwood, um, the Program Director of Achieve Harford, and also Naisha McCarley, our Communications Associate. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to have, thank you for having us. So um, before we go into um, exactly what you do in the organization that you, um, you, you are the Program Director of, um, give us a little bit of background about yourselves. I'd be, just be glad to. So um, I'm from New York City, born and raised in Harlem. Uh, okay. I have four boys. We've been in Connecticut for the past three years. And uh, prior to joining Achieve Hartford last April, I spent uh, 16 years in the corporate insurance world, most recently with the Hartford Insurance Group, and mm. their director of sales and programs. Okay, okay. And you, nice? Yeah, I actually am a native here of Hartford, been in Hartford all my life, mm-hmm. uh, graduated through Harford Schools, Harford Public High School, and uh, for the better part of uh, my work career, I've been at Harford Public Access Television, and uh, so my um, experience has been really at a grassroots level, just working with the community to uh, help them kind of communicate their message, and so I transitioned that into Achieve Hartford and, and doing pretty much the same thing, and just bringing a level of communications to the community. Wonderful, wonderful. So let's let's get to the matter at hand. Exactly what is Achieve Hartford? So Achieve Hartford is a nonprofit organization here in Hartford. Um, you know, through independent research evaluation and engagement of the community, you know, our work is to sustain and to accelerate school reform uh, by empowering the community, um, you know, with information to play the role they need to play. Uh, to drive accountability through a school system that is, is has taken many strides since reform efforts started six years ago, mm-hmm. uh, but still has uh, some some work to do. And it's our position and our belief that, you know, while the reform could start in the district office uh, with Dr. Adamowski and, and a vision, uh, it's only through the community um, ownership that the reform can be sustained until we've actually closed the achievement gap and have created a school district that is as desirable as the Avons, the Glastonbury's, mm-hmm. um, the West, the, the Westons of the world, uh, so that the, the, the students in, in the urban environment here um, are just as prepared for college and career upon graduation as, as those in some of our more affluent suburbs. Sure, sure. So you said in the last six years, well, what, what um, um, strides have you seen um, here in the city of Hartford? Like? Well, you, you know, there's been a lot of progress. You've seen graduation rates that were, you know, from the high 20s to the low 30s that are now in the low 60s. You know, you've seen uh, testing, you know, if you, if you look at CMT and CAP reports um, or results, I should say, you'll see test scores where the achievement gap has been closed significantly over the last five or six years. You've seen, you know, the introduction of magnet charter schools. You've seen neighborhood schools get redesigned. You've seen lower performing schools close. So those are all things that, that are that are geared towards uh, continuing to improve the school system to give kids the opportunity to 
to get the education that they legally are obligated to receive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, what type of programs um, do you offer that, that allows um, uh, the achievement gap to, to be narrowed here? Yeah, so, so, you know, ultimately, you know, if you look at the organization a year ago, um, we broke down into five programs. Ed Matter is our, you know, new weekly e-newsletter. Um, mm -hmm. If you're not on it, you should go to our website and uh, sign up for it. It keeps readers informed on key issues going on within the Hartford Public Schools. Uh, we did a choice program where we would, you know, train parents uh, to go out with computers and information and help parents complete uh, the online application process for the district, mm -hmm. um, as well as the paper application process for uh, the rest of the schools, the, the magnet schools that are not, um, that are run by the correct organization. Um, we did direct parent workshops around understanding kindergarten, building college culture in the home, and understanding the school system um, as an open portfolio district. Uh, there's people that are always aware of the choices they have. Sure. And so they may not understand what a magnet school is versus a community school versus a charter school. They may not understand transportation rules and how that may impact your decision making and selecting a school. And so that was a really powerful workshop we rolled out last fall to just inform parents because the, the key to a choice system is an informed consumer. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm, so we mm -hmm. had to go out and give people information. Uh, we did very uh, detailed evaluative work of the district um, around SGC performance, around student-based budgeting, around uh, CMT and CAP test results. And we did community outreach, which was our work um, uh, working outside of our box with other organizations focused on education reform work and providing our capability, thought leadership, uh, what have you, um, to move the process forward. Uh, going forward, we're actually going to be uh, stepping out of direct service work mm. altogether. Really? Um, yeah, you know, the, one of the things we realized uh, this year is that there are a number of really strong uh, community-based organizations that do a great job helping parents build their capacity. <laughs> but the role that we can play, you know, as, as somewhat of a, a think tank data warehouse, is, is our job to empower those that can empower their community. And as all of us know, you know, we say education, which is kind of a proxy for information, is the basis of power. You know, so with the right information, um, the right belief and the right expectations, we can watch the community really take ownership of this reform effort. Sure. But if they don't have the information, that's right. Then it's very hard to, to, to kind of ground yourself in a reality around some of the performance we've seen. And so going forward, we'll break down into three programs. We'll continue to inform and drive accountability through evaluative work. Um, CMT CAP report comes out every July, August, where we look at test scores for Hartford and, and report out on where we're, how we're doing in terms of closing the achievement gap. We're going to do some really innovative research, which is looking at key issues that might be successful or working in other cities to try to make uh, very strong and data grounded recommendations to our school district. And then we're going to uh, do a really strong um, job in, in kind of what we're calling campaigning convening. And what that means is like with the upcoming BOE election in November, there might be an awareness gap between those that know and those that don't. And so we want to launch a campaign that drives awareness, number one, that there is a BOE election coming up because it stands alone. It's not tied to sure. any other election. Uh, we want people to better understand what the BOE does. You know, as a governing body of a school district, there's a role that they play that's very distinct than, you know, Dr. Kishimoto, who's actually running day to day um, mm -hmm. tasks. And then we want to hopefully uh, uh, increase voter turnout because, you know, a seven and a half percent was the uh, the population that voted in the last BOE election. Really? 
Yeah, and given the critical wow. importance of the Board of Ed who mm-hmm. sets policy for a school district, sure. um, at a minimum, you'd like to see every parent show up to vote um, and every community member that has a vested interest in seeing this as a sustainable um, city. Mm-hmm. So that's so through the campaign, we'll do that. And then through convening, we're hoping to create a, a broader collaborative partnership towards school improvement. So we can take the, the great efforts being done on the North End, the great efforts being done on the South End, West End, you know, in, in every NRZ, and instead of everyone marching, you know, and fighting their own battle, find a way to bring everyone together so we can show one united front towards school improvement. So going forward, we're going to break down into those three buckets and, mm-hmm. and let those that do direct service very well right. do it. And it's our job to arm them with the information they need to mobilize their communities around education reform. Gotcha. So in this campaign, um, um, and, and Naisha, you can chime in if, if you need to. Um, where does communication come into this as far as being able to get the word out so that folk can, can actually um, hear about the great things that you're doing? Definitely, um, communications is critical. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, going back to what Rasan was saying about the community really owning the mm-hmm. reform, you know, they have to know about it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they have to be informed on the the data that, that he talked about and the achievement gap. So one of the things that we've done is taken that information to the community papers mm. and also to public access television, okay, okay. you know, uh, social media, mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, we're mm-hmm. taking it to where the community lives and, and breaking it down in a way that's digestible. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, no one wants to receive a report full of numbers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one's going to read uh, a CMT report that just, just has graphs and, and pie charts. Exactly. But when we take that and we say, you know, this number, there's people in this number. Mm-hmm. You know, this represents mm-hmm. your students. Mm-hmm. You know, you, this is your child. So, you know, if we're, we're talking about one in ten, that's, you know, Ten people in this room, seven of them, you know, either are doing well or not doing well. So you're just making it real. And and that's one of the things that that that's how we are doing it. You know, it's just going right to to the community and, and also to the PTOs, um, convening community conversations at uh, Parker Memorial, the, mm. the recreation center, you gotcha. know, doing different things like that where we're really going out and engaging the community around a conversation on education. So, so what we want to be is, is, you know, a source for organizations or leadership that is looking for um, school level information to share with their respective communities. You know, we, we can't have a share responsibility until we have a shared reality of what the situation is. And so if you have a leader in a certain community that wants to know how is my school doing relative to another school in the district, yeah. or how are these five schools doing, you know, in this NRZ relative to these two schools in that NRZ, you know, we want the community to know they can come to us to get that information because historically what we did was we produced very nice reports that gave you everything. Going forward, what we can do is, is as long as we have the information already kind of compiled, the idea of presentation, we can cut it and slice it in whatever way you want. Sure, sure. So, you know, that's really where the power of, of our capability, you know, really comes into play in terms of helping you, whether it's faith-based community or, or policymakers to say, I need to know what's going on here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can I come to you and get that information? Absolutely. 
you can come to us to get that information as long as the information is available gotcha. you know because one thing we will not do is manufacture anything it, it has to be reliable data that we can take um, you know get our arms around it and then present it back to you but that's really what we're looking to do going forward wonderful because um, one of the things that, that, that I think is really important and, and um, you both touched on it um, people don't want to see a bunch of numbers and things that they just can't understand I mean one of the things if we don't make it friendly yeah where parents can understand, yep. you know, because all of these, I'm not the sharpest crayon in the box, but I'm also not the dullest one. And so I need to be able to make sure that I can decipher all the, all of this stuff that's been, because it's, sometimes it's just overwhelming. Right. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just really, I'm just really um, impressed that, you know, you're taking the steps to make sure that, uh, you know, those who, who can't read all these numbers and right. don't stay on top of what's really going on, that it's actually being made in, in a way that they understand, uh, and, they're able to understand it. And to your point, you know, our effectiveness is is not how well informed the sharpest crayon is. Gotcha. Because they can read the report. Exactly. Right? And they'll get it. Right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. The, that's right. the effectiveness of our organization, our communication strategy, whether it's online through Facebook, Twitter, or through a community focus, a community focus group, will be whether or not the dullest crayon walks away with an understanding mm -hmm. of what's going on in their child's school. That's right. Right? That's right. Because those that are informed are always informed. Mm -hmm. Our our job is to empower those that are typically disenfranchised. Exactly. So they can have the same expectation as those that are informed that know where to put their kids in school and know how to be a strong advocate and know how to do all that work. Exactly. So we're only going to be successful if the dullest crayon becomes the sharpest crayon around school-based information. Wonderful, wonderful. Again, this is Reverend Lido Brown, and our guests today have been Rasan um, Yearwood and Naisha McCauley. Um, we look forward to finishing this conversation. Thank you.
After all the wrong you've done, but oh, I dare you get down on your knees. I begin to pray to the Father and say, Lord, incline thy ears to me. Dale Pazinski. I'm 19 years old, and this is how I live united. I've always been kind of a computer geek, and I found a way to use those skills to help the homeless in my community. For people facing hard times, computer skills and a basic resume are so important. It may seem like a small thing, but it makes a huge difference in people's lives. So with United Way, I created a program where I work with the homeless. Together, we go through their whole job history, write a resume, and then save it on their very own USB drive. We provide workbooks and training certificates. I even budgeted for cupcakes so we can celebrate as a class when one of our people gets a job. That's huge. When somebody says, hey man, that job that you helped me apply for, I got it. That's what Living United feels like to me. My name is Dale Pazinski. I help people achieve financial independence. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Rich Answers. Again, this is Reverend Lida Brown, your host. And we are having a, a, a provocative and very exciting conversation with Rasan Yearwood and Naisha McCarley. And so um, continuing with the conversation, um, what sort of things are coming up um, uh, with Achieve Harford that um, the community should know about? 
Uh, there are actually three things okay. that we are excited about. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one is coming up relatively quickly, uh, June 12th, where we're going to take it to the community with the Board of Ed election wow. that's oh. coming up in oh. November, because okay. we really want to inform and engage starting kind of early. You know, mm -hmm. we're mm -hmm. here in June, July, and uh, we're starting this conversation now, although the election is coming in November. But it's just that important that the community is aware and we start having this conversation on what the Board of Ed does. So that's that's a TV show that's coming up. It will air on Channel 5 Public Access Station in Hartford okay. um, to just inform the community um, on the roles of the Board of Ed. Then later in June, June 29th, we're having a fun-filled event for parents, kind oh. of a celebration of parent engagement. Mm -hmm. So we have, uh, in the work that we've done with direct service workshops, we want to continue our our involvement with these parents and give them an opportunity to meet the other organizations that can further um, take them on this parent engagement journey. And so uh, that event is going to be held June 29th at Hartford Public High School. And, okay. and we have a, a little special twist to this fair um, in that it's still in the works, but we're working out the details and, 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 and hopefully taking these parents that mm -hmm. attend the fair mm -hmm. down to Cocoa Key and, and Waterbury. Oh, and that's, my, really, that's my part of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> to really uh, celebrate and just get them excited about being engaged in, 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 in their advocacy Wonderful. as parents. Then our, our big event, the one that we're really excited about, is our Community Spelling Bee. And this is our seventh year uh, that Achieve Hartford has hosted this Community Spelling okay. Bee. And it's a really fun-filled event where teams of students compete mm -hmm. in the spelling bee and they also we also have teams of adults and and community members who who form groups of three and um actually uh compete for for some pretty cool prizes okay, okay. so that's coming up on october 4th october 4th october 4th and it's going to be held at the theater of performing arts at the learning corridor on 359 washington street okay so that also serves as our annual fundraising mm -hmm. event as well but it's 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 education meets competition meets fun sure meets community there you go there you go <laughs> so all rolled into one so it's it's a great event it and you know we're excited about it and so stay tuned for more details okay. as okay. we move forward and get closer to the date well, we're going to keep this rolling but one of the things i want to want to say is so if persons wanted to get more information or be able to get involved with these great activities that are coming up how could they get in touch with you so our phone number is 860-244-3333. And we will be rolling out a new website that will have all of this information, um, uh, hopefully on June 20th. And that address is www.achieveharford.org. Wonderful. So um, winding up, uh, I consider myself a transformational leader. The reason why I consider myself a transformational leader is, is because I don't do this for the money. I do, I do what I do for the passion. I do what I do because it feeds my faith. I do what I do because it, it just makes me feel like I'm, I'm a part of change. Mm -hmm. And so um, I know you've given us a little bit about your background and you guys can do anything else. You know, and this is hard work you're doing because when you're trying to, you know, make a, a start and do systemic change, uh, it pushes back, doesn't mm -hmm. it? And it so uh, I want to ask both of you that question. Um, why do you, uh, do you see yourself as a transformational leader? And if you do, why are you a transformational leader? 
So I don't know if I see myself, I think I aspire to be a transformational leader, but, you know, for myself, you know, growing up, you know, in Harlem in the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. you know, I, I knew what it was like on the other side of the tracks. Okay. And, you know, I had the good fortune and the blessing to have two parents that made it very clear to me that education mm-hmm. was not only my job, it was my only job and the only way to not only make it out of this house, (laughs) but to be able to open up opportunities for you as a black male, um, education was going to be the foundation of my success. Mm -hmm. And so having uh, had the fortune of getting my degree in economics, I went into business and and had a great career, but you know, there was something inside of me that as I drove, you know, from the suburbs through the city, Mm -hmm. through the neighborhoods that I grew up in, into my office, that just didn't sit right with me. Understand, right? Yeah. And so, you know, last year I had the uh, opportunity to 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 leave the Hartford and and come to achieve Hartford, um, which has been everything that I needed to to fill. You know, not not necessarily the financial side that I had in, in a corporate world, mm-hmm. but to fill you know the the everything else that needs to make me yes. me mm-hmm. as the father of four young black males who also understand right now. Um, that the value of their education will open up opportunities uh, for them. Sure. Um, as an organization, I just want to say, you know, I think we, we also aspire to be transformational leaders in the space of education reform. And, and we're looking to do that by, by trying to raise not only the, the awareness and the consciousness, but the collective expectations of a city mm. about a school system. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so oftentimes, you know, we'll, we'll hear people say, um, or you'll hear the term we're biased towards uh, some bad things because we don't know what good is yet. Wow. And so it's our job to show people what good is mm-hmm. so that our expectations can go beyond what we see to what we know we deserve. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so if we can work, you know, in tangent with, you know, the faith based community, you know, our funders, parent leaders, parents, you know, kids, just the community as a whole. To, to fundamentally believe that college is our destination and not our dream, then we can look back and say, yeah, we were transformational mm. in our space. That's right. But I don't think we're there yet. Okay. But we aspire towards it. And it's that kind of aspiration that we want to transcend throughout a city. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, you know, when thinking about uh, transformational leaders, you know, I often ask the question about leadership in that, you know, what makes a leader? Does a leader lead because they know the way? Mm. You know, and so for me, transformational leader, and, and do I consider myself, or how do I see myself as a transformational leader? Uh, it, it's personal in that a transformation has occurred for me. Sure. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I, I know the way. Mm-hmm. I know the way. And, and transformational leaders show the way in, in, in how they behave, how they uh, interact with the community. You know, I was a parent here in Hartford raising two young men and, and, and being that parent on the other side of that desk and receiving information on the report card mm-hmm. and not really understanding and being intimidated to mm-hmm. even ask about it, yes, yeah. you know, and being able now to go back into the community and say, I've been there, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know it, it's it's a scary thing, or you don't know how to talk to your teacher. You don't know how to go to a board of ed- education meeting and demand 
a quality education. That's right. Because That's right. your experience hasn't been one of such. So transformational to me is is personal in that regard. But as an organization, Achieve Hartford has that ability to to do that on a greater capacity. You know, we have this information about how a school is performing. And so bringing that to the community can transform. Yes, it can. You know, my, my desire and hope is that you'll read an article or even a Facebook post about how a school is performing or, or, or how you can be a part of making your school a quality school you'll get up the next morning and you say, I want to be a part of that. That's right. You know, we've created a transformation there that affects a generation, you know, and it has a ripple effect, you know, because once you are aware and once you are awake, you know, you don't go back to sleep. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So um, it's 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 wonderful to be in this line of work and and making that those connections. Wonderful. You know, one of the things I am just amazed at, and, and, and that is that um, uh, those who are doing some of this great transformational work, there's a humility there. And I think it has to be there because um, I, I think sometimes if we knew the magnitude of what we were doing, it probably probably would scare us. Right. Um, but um, I know for a fact, um, just from hearing you, um, that you, you are actually planting transformational seeds. I really appreciate that. And, um, you know, and, and the growing. They're growing. Um, they, what's the saying? Uh, when you know better, you do better. Yeah. And yeah, so, well because folk are, are going to know better, right. they have no choice but to do better. Right. All right. And so, once again, this has been Reverend Lydell Brown um, with Rich Answers. Um, our guests today have been Rasan Yearwood and uh, Nakisha McCarley. Uh, we have uh, just had a great conversation um, concerning the education system here in, in Hartford and hopefully um, to other areas in Connecticut. Um, you are doing great work, and uh, we just thank God for you, and um, we pray his mercy and his blessings upon you. Thanks again for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You're listening to Rich Answers from the Conference of Churches on Light 100.5 WRCH. Be sure to like us on Facebook and tell us what inspires you. your child healthy so keep them active and eating well every day skip a rope saturday freeze tag friday tap dance thursday eat well and move a lot get ideas get involved get going at letsmove.gov that's letsmove.gov a message from usda hhs and the ad council
That concludes today's Rich Answers program from the Conference of Churches on Light 100.5 WRCH. If you enjoyed hearing our segments today, you can download them for free on iTunes. Also, be sure to connect with us on the web at conferenceofchurches.org or contact us on Facebook or Twitter to suggest a guest or topic you would like to learn more about. I'm Rev. Dr. Shelley Best from the Conference of Churches. Thank you for listening. God bless you and have a wonderful day.